welcome to Let's Wrestle with Dan and Nico. This is Dan speaking, and we're ready to review Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash to be exact, oh. that just happened this past Sunday. WrestleMania um, Backlash. Which uh, we're going to get more into it right now here in just a little bit, but to be honest with you, I actually thought it was a pretty good show. What, what did you think of that, Nico, just dude, to uh, get things started? Solid. Yeah, dude, super solid. Uh, it was like way better than expected. Um I don't know, uh, man. Like, I think what throws me off is the fact that it's called wrestling. I still kind of feel weird about that. I get it from a marketing sense, you know, because definitely it is the backlash from WrestleMania. But uh, I don't know. But it, but it was better, dude. Two thumbs up. Like, honestly, it was, a, it was a solid show. Better than most. I thought it was better than, definitely better than what I thought it was going to be. And as we go into it, I'll, you know, talk more in detail of that. But. Uh, there was one particular match that really surprised me, um, and I was bashing the shit out of it last episode, but I think we both yeah, were, we were, we were, for the most part. We were just um, bashing the specific person, which, even saying <laughs> that right now, we bashed a lot of people last week. <laughs> we yeah, were, we kind of did. We were so, nice. so I'm glad that it was better than um, than we thought, because... Uh, at least you know we could get through it for the most part. So, um, oh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I mean, as soon as the show started, the first thing that came to my mind was um, I miss like that old backlash stage, like the old stage set, um, like I just, just miss the, the old stages, just the old stages in general. Like, I think the Armageddon stage was always awesome. Some of the ones that come to mind are like Judgment Day, uh, like even SummerSlam. I mean. Pretty much everything had like a very unique look to it, and then the next year they would do something very similar, maybe tweak a couple things. But um, and now it just it just looks like they're on Raw, and they just change the apron uh, yeah. to whatever they want. I mean, I get the the big you know LED screen or whatever. Um, you know, they could do a lot of different things with that, but uh, I don't know. It just doesn't give it a a unique feel to me um i'm not sure how you feel about that the fact it that it kind of looks like well. it, it all looks the same saving uh they want to save money that's why they fire everybody so <laughs> like i get it <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and um get into this um uh, not review kind of review yeah, we're reviewing we're reviewing back what happened you know we picked our picks last week so we'll see if we were right if we we're wrong um first up I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong on this on the winner of the match. Um, so right on the finish, but not really. Um, so the first match that happened, they they opened up with a banger of a match: uh, Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes, which honestly match to open up a pay per view with um, really gets the the viewers on. Uh, so solid match. Um, needless to say, I like I said, um, this was better. Than their WrestleMania uh, match, uh, they were more calm. Uh, it wasn't so rushed. I felt like the WrestleMania match is, is awesome. I'm I'm not trying to knock it at all. Like don't mm-hmm. get me twisted. But this match was a lot more solid. And um, what I liked about the match, and I'm gonna turn this over to you. See your opponent. This is the story told because like the WrestleMania match, Seth Rollins, no idea what like who his opponent was gonna be. It's Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes gets all the the offense in the beginning. This match, it's like Seth Rollins, like they're saying, like Seth Rollins 
is now 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 knows his opponent is Cody Rhodes. Now he get to, he gets to, you know, uh, study tape. I guess is a better way to say it. I can't right. think of a word right now. And so he's the, you know he's blocking and dodging all of Cody's moves. So I thought that was really cool um, within the story of the match. Um, what about you? Like, did you notice that? Did you pick that up or what's up? Yeah, absolutely. I thought the same thing. So at the beginning of the match. Uh, Cody was trying some things and then, you know, Seth was countering them or had an answer for them. So they really told the story of, okay, now I'm ready for you kind of thing, um, which I thought it was great. Uh, and these are two guys that are uh, some of the best storytellers in the business. Um, and and you just to touch base on this, you brought up that they started off the show with a banger match. I thought you were going to say about the, the package, that package that they made. Oh. Right before yeah. the match, um, WWE is always is phenomenal when it comes to making these packages and really setting the stage for for this big match or, or whatever match it is. Packages. But <laughs> so I mean, this is the best way to start the show, set the tone for the rest of the night. Um, and yeah, I mean, these guys they were you know just doing all these different sequences and stuff and. Um, you know, at one point, uh, they did like a superplex from the top rope, and mm. then he tried to pick him up for another one. Seth tried picking up Cody for another one, and then he countered it into like a crossroads. And but then Seth's foot was on the rope at two. Um, so I mean, different stuff. Uh, there was like a somersault that was a miss into like a pedigree, um, kick out at two again. So I mean, just a great match. I mean, was there a particular spot to you that stood out um, besides not, the ending? Not really, man. Because, like, I mean, like, uh, I can't think of a spot, to be honest. I, I, I didn't really write down the field the match for me. Like, that main thing was Rollins and Cody. You know, the fact that they were in, dodging each other's moves, getting everything out of place. So that was the big takeaway for me in this match because it's all about, for me, it's about the story, really. Um, a lot of the times I love great wrestling, but if the story's not there, it kind of I'll kind of lose interest. So that was a great story. And, that's, you know, honestly, that's kind of a trend with each one of these, you know, matches, actually, if you look into it. But as I said in the beginning of talking about this match, um, there were... I was wrong on who was going to be the winner. I picked Seth Rollins to win with yeah. Dirty Tactics. Um, turns out Cody Rhodes wins with Dirty Tactics. He holds it to win. Of course, Seth Rollins was doing it first. Right, he versus right. it. Another package, holding the tights. Cody wins. Seth Rollins in shambles. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been surprised if Seth had won in that way. I, if Seth was going to win, it was definitely going to be in the way that you said. Um, but I, like I said last week, I thought that I just didn't see them having Cody lose, uh, possibly losing some momentum, even though losing to Rollins is no shame. But um, the overall, yeah, I mean, you know, not right now. You know, they're no. still building him. Obviously, for Roman, we know it's coming at some point. Could be as soon as this summer or whatever. But, um. Well, I mean, I, I did really like the ending. Uh, you know, he was taunting Dusty, and then he 
you know, countered it into the crossroads, and they did the whole roll-up um, counter into another roll-up. And but I'm interested to I'm interested to see um, what they do for this third match because obviously, if you saw Raw, um, they did like a Cody and Austin Theory U.S. title match, and I knew from the beginning I was like, he's not winning this, and Seth's gonna cost them the the match, and that's exactly what the fuck happens so what do you think about that or where do you think they're headed in this uh this rivalry here uh between seth and cody yeah uh, okay let me see here okay i'm not gonna lie dude we cut off our good file my internet really went, yeah my internet went down i was gone while you were talking what was what was it that you were saying did you um, talk about the the ending of the match or just did you talk about the fallout uh, so I brought up the fact that uh, he did the crossroads counter. Oh no, Dusty! He was doing the Dusty fucking mocking oh, Dusty. Yeah. Yeah, and then he turned it into a crossroads. Did the whole roll up thing, and then basically, I kind of segued into um, Austin Theory uh, and the Not U.S. Bad. title match they had, and then me. I knew that basically. Rollins was gonna cost him that match. So, mm-hmm. um, so where do I think the basically from him attacking Cody? Yeah. So, what did you think of? Uh, I guess the fallout. You could talk that about that yeah. and um, so, yeah. Okay. And where they're headed. All right. So first of all, I want to say it would be super dope if Rhodes had won the United States title, just because of his. It's perfect. It matches perfectly. I like that. Um, second, yeah, I, I, I mean, it could go any which way. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Obviously, um, I think Hell in a Cell is next, so that's going to be the next big thing. They're going to have a, a crazy Hell in a Cell match. They have to be the Cell match. They have to be the, the one, um, the one feud that's got to have that match. This would make the most sense in the world in terms of wrestling, um, story. Uh, the grudge match from Rollins. It kind of honestly a little bit feels like the Rey Mysterio deal because like Seth Rollins kept losing, but he kept going after Rey Mysterio. Then he wins some, and he loses some. I don't know. <laughs> um, but but I dug it. I, I dug it. It was obvious that it was going to happen. And um, Seth Rollins being that type of heel. So And then Cody Rhodes is the perfect face for this right now. It's perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I can absolutely, absolutely see them doing uh, a cell match. I did actually write down some of the other possible cell matches, but um, once we kind of get to um, that pay-per-view, we'll kind of discuss some of that, but yeah, man, I mean, I think it was a great match. Um, I don't think you would have expected anything less from these two guys, and um, they're definitely going to run it back, you know, just based on what we saw on Raw uh, one mm-hmm. more time before Money in the Bank, and we'll see if... Uh, if Cody's in that Money in the Bank match, or if he's challenging Roman already, uh, who knows? Uh, yeah, I forgot about Money in the Bank. I could see him winning if he's in it. He's, I would think he would win, but uh, that's for another, for another day. So we'll go ahead and move on to the next match. Well, actually, before we go on to the next match, I want to. So of course, I already know your answer, but I'm going to do this after every single uh, match. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Of course, I give this match a thumbs up. If I could give this match two thumbs up, I would. Um, but it was a great match. I think it was the match of the night. 
Um, but I mean, overall, the whole show is pretty solid. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, that's thumbs that's up, man. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm not doing no star rating stuff right now. <laughs> you got six star, seven star rating, you know. It was a 10 star out of five out of three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the next match, um, which I had no expectations for, really, um, it was actually pretty good. Uh, again, it's about the story. Uh, so the second match of the night was almost, almost versus Lashley. And, um, Man, what did I write here? And Bob, I wrote here, Bobby almost won this match uh, if it wasn't for MVP and his tactics. But uh, just to add to what you mentioned, I had no expectations either. I mean, to me, it's, you know, I mentioned it before. I'm not really big on almost. Um, Bobby is a beast. That goes without saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, this happened exactly, I feel like, the way we thought it would. Almost mm -hmm. would get the win. Uh, he definitely wasn't ready to get that win at Mania, as we talked about. Um, and, and the MVP tactics, I mean, they did what they needed to do. And you can't really ask for much besides that. And when I was saying about story, I, I did like their spin on the story in this match. How, well, because this actually has more to do kind of with the fallout. They were talking about it a little bit. During the match, during the panel, um, for the pre-show, um, but it's like almost was alone at Mania, so he couldn't beat Lashley just being alone. You know, still fresh, but with MVP, MVP talking about how he's the one that made Lashley the champion. If it wasn't for him, he wouldn't be where he's at today. Lashley's ungrateful, whatever the yada yada yada. So MVP being that person for almost to bring him up, I really dug that, and um, I actually really dig. You look at the most um, when he was with AJ AJ Styles, that little um, time frame. Uh, he's really grown as a performer since then, in terms of his presence. Because I don't know if you ever noticed it before, but like when he would walk down to the ring, when he was trying to be intimidating or whatever, he always seemed like he was trying not to smile, like he couldn't take himself seriously, and that. <laughs> That the confidence in himself, I feel like, is there now more than ever, and he's only got room to grow. I feel like just that little bit of change in him that I see, um, I feel that's gonna mean big things for him in the future. Um, he's a giant though, so you know, giants don't really have a great track record. I mean, Big Show did great things, but I mean, at the end of his career, everyone kind of took him as a joke, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. sadly. Because um, Big Show was a, you know, growing up seeing this monster or whatever, uh, this giant of a man, um, you know, yeah. people were scared of him or you felt like he was legit. So uh, with almost, I mean, I, I definitely feel you on that. He definitely has improved. Um, I would think he can't get any worse. Uh, you yeah. would think, you know. Uh, At least but, he's not giant Gonzalez. Exactly. It could be a lot worse than what you're seeing on TV here. Um, and I think MVP is going to be a, a bigger part in his career, making him, uh, I guess, just take it to the next level. Um, yep. And we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, there's really not much to say about this match because it just it is what it is. Um, yep. Next thumbs week, up. a thumbs up. Uh, you know, like I said, it could have been worse. And. I think next week they're doing like a cage match on Raw, something like that for the third match. I definitely see 
almost winning that. Um, Again, you know, since it's a gimmick match or whatever, but uh, I don't think uh, Bobby will be hurt by this much. Um, no. So yeah, the way they're cheating to win. So exactly. I I don't know if they end it with this next uh, this next match being the ending of this rivalry, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, with MVP, it could be interesting. I mean, them being in the cage, I can see Lashley winning like he always does, like breaking through the cage or something. Something crazy, something silly. Um, and if it does end, I'm still predicting that Lashley maybe um, reigns next opponent past the this um, Clash of the Castle pay-per-view. I don't even know what's going on with that yet. Um, more details to come. Um, but yeah. I definitely um, would do uh, Bobby and Roman. Um, and I feel like if almost... He's the only person he hasn't fought. Exactly. I feel like if he loses to Amos again, maybe it won't feel the same. Um, so, you know, you're probably right. I think Bobby should probably win that. Um, and then, you know, still make Amos look pretty strong. Maybe Amos can throw his ass out of the cage, breaks through it. Bobby wins, but Amos comes out still looking like, well, I just fucked your shit up. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, like, like I said, it... it it is what it is. The match was what it was. Um, but mo- moving over to this next match, and I once this match started, uh, I'm talking about AJ Styles versus Edge Part Two. Um, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, we we on a pay per view on a singular show, we're really getting Edge and AJ Styles and Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. I mean. What a time, man. What a time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, man. And I was just sitting back. I'm like, you know what? Let me just kind of appreciate this match uh, or these matches more um, because we can never come back to this time, right? So, yeah, exactly. um, But just to start us off on this match, I'm going to get your opinion here. But I want to say that Edge, man, he has really reinvented himself um with everything i mean the music uh the way his demeanor you know the way he walks to the ring all these little details um his promos you know things like that which he's always been great at that he's always been a great talker uh but what have you thought about i know we talked a little bit about it last week but about edge and and this match that we saw here oh dude um it was great uh the little things, but my thing was the ending, of course. Uh, Edge, like you said, has really reinvented himself. And, you know, some people might criticize what it looks like, how it is, maybe a rehashing of old. But sometimes that's good. Like, yeah, it, might, it seems like a little rehashing of, like, darkness, a bit of that. But let's not forget that Edge was a part of both of those those factions, you know? So he brings that into this. Um, right. And again, the match was great. Match was um, exactly uh, the way it was supposed to be. And I was two, two for three so far on this one. Um, as I, I did kind of like the whole, like when um, um, Damian Priest came out and they're like, oh, he, he's not at ringside. And he's just like, yeah, I'm not here. I'm not at ringside. I'm over here. It's kind of like the, 
<laughs> like your sibling being like, I'm not touching you kind of thing. It was kind of, it was kind of funny. Um, and then Balor coming out. That was, that was good. But uh, go ahead and talk about more about the match and, and we'll talk about the ending together because that's really where, where, I, where this whole thing like, came together. It was a great match, good match. But, but the ending is really what, what made it like, oh, um, like an awesome time, an awesome time to watch. It honestly was, and the match, like I said, same thing with uh, Cody and Rollins with Edge and Styles. You can't really expect anything less than a pretty, you know, good or great match. Um, you know, they were doing they kicked out of the spear and the phenomenal forearm, um, which I thought was good. And then Balor comes out, and I'm thinking, you know, is something about to happen here? Because I know I've talked about it. Uh, you know, off off the record here, but I've said that Balor maybe could be a good piece to this little, you know, team that he has going on, but you don't seem to think so much of that though, but uh, I thought you know, is there something gonna go is something gonna go down right now? But nothing does. Um, something better but, happens. Yeah, and basically, you know, to talk about the finish here before we talk about what happened after the match, uh, basically Edge chokes out AJ uh, after the, um, you know, distraction by this uh, individual um, that was in a hoodie, you know, just kind of covered up. We're not sure first who it, was, it is. It was a druid. It was one of yeah. Taker's druids. Yeah, I was like... Man, who who is this? I'm thinking like through the whole time, who could this be? I'm I'm oh, looking at the, I'm looking at the time. I'm like, uh, I don't know. But did you think it was a guy at first or what? I oh, did, not. I you did. Did. That's that's honestly what really surprised me. And then the fact that it was who it was, just <laughs> wow. I, I had a I had gotten some tidbit, you know, you know, gone Facebook, reading some. And I saw someone say that Rhea Ripley was possibly gonna be joining Judgment Day or the Judgment Day, which I think they need to drop the theme. Who are they, the fucking Beatles? Um, anyways, uh, I already kind of knew because I, I saw that little thing. So when I saw the tights, I saw the combat boots. I was like, holy shit, that's rare. like this. This is literally um, because um, I don't. I, I'm horrible notes. I'm so sorry. It says, "Wow, Rhea Ripley in Judgment Day." Helps Edge win the match. So fucking cool. That's like that's exactly what I wrote down. I was so excited. I was so hyped. Marked out. Not gonna lie. I'm proud of it. I did the same. And I wrote... All I wrote was Rhea? Question mark, question mark. What the fuck? With an exclamation mark at the end. Because I was like, let's fucking go. Like, this is big for her. Um, oh, yeah, you know what? Oh, continue. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I can understand the excitement here because this moment right here could be just like one of those time, one of those points in time that we look back and, you know, and look and, and really just see, hey, this is really where Rhea Ripley took it to the next level. Um, and I feel like Edge is, I mean, who better than Edge to, you know, help her get there? And I mean, Rhea Ripley's already fucking awesome. And I just said it in the past uh, on his ENC podcast. He, I remember him talking about, I think it was the, actually the same Rumble that I saw. I don't remember exactly which Women's Rumble where she first kind of like debuted for WWE. Um, but 
at least for me, I had never seen her. If she was in NXT before that, I didn't know. But it was a Royal Rumble. She showed up. And I was like, who is that fucking juggernaut of a woman? <laughs> I was uh-huh. like, Jesus Christ, she's no, towering she over everyone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she needs to go against Charlotte because that's just her body frame. She's fucking huge. And um, yeah, he said that he's liked her since the beginning. He, she has a great look. And I agree. She's, she's fucking money. And um, this could be, and to talk in terms of this, well, this could be her her Shawn Michaels sweet chin music, music uh, fucking Marty Jannetty. Sorry, I'm starting a little bit. Or I'm drinking some Shiner Tex X. Get you some. Get your pool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this could be her Shawn Michaels turning on, on Marty Jannetty. This could be her Seth Rollins um, turning on the shield. This could be, like you said, that moment for her that's going to catapult her back into the main event scene because she's already been a champion. Um, unfortunately, not long lived. She lost it at Mania, right back to Charlotte. So this could be again her catapult back to main event. Yeah, and I think this is definitely what she needed um, because she was just kind of getting lost in the shuffle, tag team division, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. you know, it was just getting to the point where you felt like you know, it goes without saying that she definitely deserved better. Um, I know that not. Everybody can be at the top at all the time, you know what I mean? But some of the shit she was going through, especially with Nikki ass or whatever you want to call her, uh, just, you know, just stop it. You know what I mean? You have Rhea Ripley, this beast of a woman. Um, you know, she's legitimate. And you have her teaming up with this Molly Holly, this Kmart Molly Holly. Uh, oh, you know. Okay, okay, okay. Don't disrespect Molly Holly. Don't even put her name into that, okay, man? Don't, don't, <laughs> let's let's not talk about Mighty Mighty Molly, okay? I could talk forever on Nikki S and you know, but she's irrelevant right now. Anyway, so uh, you brought up the fact that Edge has, you know, praised her in the past, but you know who else has? That's Beth Phoenix, Edge's wife, yep. who she's been kinda hinting at a match like that for, for a while and you know, she wants to think, are they swingers? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) are they trying to groom her? I don't know, partner. This, this might be what they're looking at for the future. Um, a a triple threat match in the (laughs) Beth bedroom. And apparently reels with buddy Murphy now. So, I mean, Because spice things up there. God, also, you never know. (laughs) But all jokes aside, I think this could be a a really good way to transition to that match eventually. I think uh, maybe once Edge does his whole run, um, you know, maybe they turn on Edge. Is kind of how I envision it, or something. And you know, hey, Rhea Ripley could beat the fuck out of Edge on TV. I wouldn't even be mad. Beth Phoenix comes, you know, Beth Phoenix comes out. They set up the match. Obviously, she's going to put over Rhea. Um, and who knows? Maybe that's Beth's last, last match. Um, wouldn't be a bad way to go out. Um, passing the torch. Yeah, man. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, this was uh, one of the reasons why this pay-per-view was, was as good as it was. 
was because not only that match and definitely a thumbs up on this one um and rhea ripley at the end just adding that twist just fucking great man great by the way again two for three right now two for three i said exactly edge was gonna win by some dirty shenanigans (laughs) and you were right you were absolutely right I i believe i had said that a Styles could possibly have won that match um, yeah. because he did lose at Mania. But um, similar thing with Cody, don't want to kill any momentum that Edge is, you know, building yeah. or the heat that he's building. So you're right. On uh, um, and then as far as just talk a little bit about what happened on Raw, they basically just cut a promo in the ring. All three of them just kind of setting the stage for what this is gonna be. Um, and ended the Liv Morgan saga, I think. I don't think that's going to continue after last this past week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really see that going anywhere. Um, you know, if anything, they're just going to feed Liv to Rhea, um, as they should. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I get that but yeah, like Liv, but oh, superficial. I mean, she's not, she's not anything but a worker. She's just, she's not going anywhere, unfortunately. Um. I'm a nah. big. I like Liv, but um, I don't know anymore. Sometimes with her, but she's mid. She's mid card, bro. Like she's she's there. They need to make. I mean, there's so many titles. Yes, I understand that, but some type of mid card title for the women's. They already got tag teams. Why not mid card? That might be pushing it though. Even me saying that out loud, <laughs> as I said it, I was like, nah, seems like overkill. But I mean, you never know. I think I'm letting uh, her beauty blind me. Um, Superficial. (laughs) But yeah, man, it was a good match. Uh, Thumbs up, definitely. And to to move on to another great match, I didn't think they were going to follow that match with this I Quit match uh, with Ronda, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was Ronda, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair? Damn. Yeah, so uh, before I give my thoughts on this, um, what did you think of this match? And I, I have a feeling I already know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Okay, man. It was better than expected. Way better than expected. And I I give full credit to Charlotte. I believe Charlotte carried this match. But you know what? No, I'm lying. I'm fucking lying. They both did what they needed to do. Um, the very first thing that I wrote down, though, on my notes was, damn. Charlotte is so good. I'm a fucking mark for Charlotte. Like, I don't. You can crucify me for that. Y'all can hate me for that. As you should. Charlotte is the fucking best. Oh, I could almost say she's the best wrestler at this point in time. Like, she's just fucking phenomenal. And people hate on her because she always gets the fucking titles. She always gets all this and that and that and this. She she's the fucking best. Who the fuck else you want to have it? Like, who can out wrestle again? my opinion everyone else has theirs the gas holes everyone has one um but yeah man um i have a couple more notes <laughs> uh the kendo stick stance was fucking ridiculous and i actually put lol it was when ronda rousey they had the kendo stick yeah <laughs> and she stole the kendo stick from charlotte and she just did that weird stance and i was like what the fuck is she doing um <laughs> But it was it was whatever it was whatever. Oh, and actually, it was this match, bro. Uh, this match because we talked about this off off the air. Uh, Pat uh, mentioned the fiend in the front row, 
<laughs> yeah. We, we started talking about that earlier, so I just want to bring that up. Um, but yeah, those are my two notes. <laughs> really like, hey, notes. Look, I, really I didn't really need to work on it. I, I will say though, because I do remember this, um, the only part that I really didn't like was kind of when they were on the, on the outside. Um, Rhonda's like little thing that she does. I mean, there's a lot of people that have these weird little punching combinations that look fucking awkward, but it's always awkward from someone who's not a real wrestler. Um, for example, Shane McMahon, when he does his little punches, it looks fucking weird. Um, same with Ronda. I don't, I don't like when she starts punching people. It just looks stupid. Um, and she did it on the outside. It looked even more weird. But other than that, dude, the, the match was actually really good. Um, ending was really great, too, because I really like Charlotte throwing out that... Uh, Happy Mother's Day deal, and then she gets fucking wrecked. It's a great, great match. I think since the start, um, you know, they started off hot. Um, they really like just set the tone for the rest of the match. The match honestly didn't even go twenty minutes, to be honest with you. Um, oh shit! It didn't. Uh, and 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 I'm not I'm not even including the entrances, but uh, I think it only went like fifteen minutes, uh, something like that. I kind of was timing it, but um. But yeah, I mean, like I said, from the start, a uh, couple of things in this match, though. Uh, when I don't know if you remember when she threw like the camera at her. Um, oh, yeah. I, I was like, this seems pretty dangerous. I mean, she yeah, she's going to move out of the way. But like, I don't know, man, they fuck something up. They The throw of the camera could be fucked up. I don't know. Right. So I was like, this is fucking crazy. But. Yeah, they go to the the crowd. They're fighting there for a while. They're ho- they're doing their thing. Uh, I really feel like you mentioned Pat doing the the fiend joke or whatever. But Michael yeah. Cole, I mean, what can I say about Michael Cole? Um, oh, he sells it. He sells everything. Yeah, like just definitely added another uh, level to this match. Um, just really made it better. Um, you know, Charlotte was uh, also so fucking great with her facials she was crying you know towards the end um you know Rhonda's like what she say and the ref's like she said no um and she was like i hope i was hoping you'd say that bitch and then just fucking tap she, really like, she really likes to say bitch she says bitch on everything dude. she does and you know charlotte flair is uh you know she definitely has that that bitchy mood thing, but um, she's man, that bitch. She's that fucking bitch, and <laughs> you know, I I won't even argue with the points that you brought up about her. Um, so do you feel like because at the end of this match, I'm like, wow, what a great match! Not just good, a great match, and I think it was more about the fact that I was going into this match thinking that it probably wasn't going to be good or be solid just because of Charlotte Flair. Um, so this one really surprised me. And do you feel like this match was more about Charlotte Flair being fucking good, or was it more about Ronda Rousey really uh showing up for the occasion? Oh man, um That's really hard to, to answer. because uh, it take for me, uh, it takes two to tango, you know what I'm saying? So Right. Is because I mean we've seen some Charlotte Flair matches that are shit, but only because they, she has a shit opponent. Um, just look back at her match with uh, you know, Nia Jax or whatever whatever fucking name is. Is that her name? Nia Jax? Fuck, can't remember right now. Yeah, fuck anyway. her. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, 
that was a shitty match. So I want to say I'd like to say both actually, because like you you can't have a match by yourself. You know you're only as good as your opponent, and um, you can be fucking phenomenal, but you can't fucking kill everybody. So Charlotte Flair definitely gets mad props on this, but Ronda Rousey, as um, she really had to keep up with her. She had to keep up with Charlotte, which she did do. And um, it turned out to be a great match. Like I said, I love the finish, man. She was Charlotte being all cocky heel. She's she's winning as a chair, ready to kill Ronda. And then even saying the happy Mother's Day, because it was Mother's Day that Sunday. If y'all forgot, say to your mother, you know, fuck you and fuck your mother. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, like, like it was great. And then she pulled the arm through, arm bar, broke her arm. Get her off screen, so we'll talk about that. Thumbs up match, definitely. No, I was just going to say, um, I think they're definitely going to run it back. Uh, we'll talk about what happened on SmackDown here. Um, but I think they're going to run it back, definitely, since uh, Flair didn't really get pinned, uh, or she didn't get pinned at all. Dude, she said um, I quit. She said I quit, but I don't know. You know, I think Charlotte's going to bring up that excuse, and I was, I thought she was going to come out uh, in this open challenge that we're going to talk about from SmackDown um, and say basically, hey, you know, I didn't get pinned, so nobody else is getting a fucking match before I do my rematch clause or whatever. Um, but long behold, we get Raquel Rodriguez, also known as Raquel Gonzalez, um, which was a pretty, pretty good, solid match. Um, you know, it is what it is, but. I was very uh, surprised to see her coming out for this match. I had some issues with Ronda. I'm not a wrestler in no shape form. I'm not in shape, okay? I don't want to see. It's just <laughs> things that I see, okay? Like, I've watched wrestling for quite quite a while, so there's some stuff. Um, things that Ronda was doing in that match against Raquel, um, I was getting kind of pissed off with. There were some, like, power bombs that, that Raquel was picking her up for, and it just seemed like Ronda was potatoing. Like she just didn't seem like she was giving that oomph to jump up for some of those power bombs. Um, so <laughs> that kind of bothered me. I could be wrong. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, like Ronda Rousey's now saying that she's gonna be a fighting champion, so she she issues an open challenge, and then Raquel Rodriguez comes out. And I only want to talk about this so much because we are from. The nine five six could I don't I don't do that shit. I just want to do that because stupid. But if you know, you know, but you know. yeah, she's a a local native here. So she's from La Feria, bro. She is, so I you definitely support her. You can't be more valley than just being from like a small town in the valley. <laughs> like 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 oh and they don't God. even say they just say from Rio Grande Valley, Texas. Um I know, which I think is fucking great though. I mean, who else hey. has been announced like that? Fuck yeah, dude. It's so it's it's fucking great. It's great to hear it's presented in such a big deal. I hope that I didn't like what Raquel was doing, and I feel like I had heard this in the past. Um, like it's some dirt sheet. Um, probably um Ringside News. I have followed them a lot. Um, but I heard that Vince McMahon had to more. Um, for this instance, I was getting tired of the smile. I was like, no, no, look fucking fierce. Look like a fucking monster. Because she's fucking, she's tall. Compared to all the other women, she was, she was already towering 
over Ronda. She needed that smile right. needed to go away. She just needed to look like the monster that she was in NXT. She was a fucking monster. She's a, she's yeah, a she's fool. fighting Ronda fucking Rousey. You would think there'd be some more, um, I don't know, sense of urgency or just kind of a more like, hey, I'm I'm here too. You know, I could I could fuck you up, but um, I can spin it into the sense that she was she's so new and fresh. Like I know she's not new. She's been in NXT, whatever the fuck, but she's so new to the main roster. She's a rookie, quote unquote. Um, that she's just excited, kind of. Came out and she walked in, she walked in front of right. her. I was like, aggression. So <laughs> it gave me that vibe. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I definitely thought it was, I thought it was solid for what it was. Um, I definitely did see some of those spots that you brought up. And I was thinking like, man, like Rhonda's going to make it seem like, like Raquel's still pretty green and stuff. But Raquel's been... You know, if you keep up with NXT, you know, she had her her, her whole run and stuff. You know, she's not just any yeah. other fucking NXT come up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she has some credibility, um, you know, on her. And I definitely did feel, though, like like it could have been better, the match, definitely. But, uh, hey, maybe, you know, in the future, there's a story there they could tell. They could run it back. Uh, who knows? Yeah, there's some there's some stories brewing there with um um shit dude, I can't remember names. Aaliyah and the other chick. Um so there's still could Aaliyah be some shit going on. Um Green Hair. I can't remember right name it names right uh, now. Oh my god. Shotzi and I even wrote something from SmackDown. I'm like, Shotzi at this point is really annoying. Um I feel like she's trying too hard. She does all these weird like when she talks, she just talks very weird and like um, I still can't get over, I know I had brought it up to you, like, when it happened, but I still can't get over the fact <laughs> that she would sell pics of her shit, of her turds, and I'm like, I, I just don't understand it, um, but I can't believe that I let something like that ruin Shotzi for me. That's oh, I just thought me. you were going to go a totally different way. But, that ruin part. Um, and then... To talk about Aaliyah, I like Aaliyah, but she's a bit cringe, and some of that isn't her fault. I'm sure that's the way they're telling her she should be, but she gives me, like, uh, old Maria Canellis vibes of, I don't know if you saw that Breaking Ground um, thing that they had on the WWE Network back in the day, now Peacock. Um, Mm. She was was a highlight in that, and she... It made her seem like that same way, so I don't know, bro. If you haven't seen it, see it. It'll it'll kind of oh. make more sense why she's the way she is. Let um, me not see it. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, cut that one. We're, we're talking a little too much about this match and not even about them anymore. Um, right. Thumbs up match, though. It was a good match. Um, can't can't take any from that. Um, so the next match, which was get up and go pee match. You know, they get up and get up another beer match. Um, Madcap Moss versus Happy Baron Corbin. Uh, I like Baron Corbin. It's Corbin. Bum-ass Corbin. Like Fat Mac, she says. But yeah, man, I mean, uh, I don't have much to say about this match. Um, it's a rotten match, even though it, was, it did what it was supposed to. Um, it's a rotten angle. They did a whole roll-up ending. They'll oh, probably that- do another match on SmackDown. That's... All I really have to say. Oh, did you not see what happened on SmackDown? Uh, 
man, I wrote, I know I wrote some notes on it, but, uh, so let me just talk about it a little bit. Cause I actually liked the match. It was okay. The finish though. I did not like, I did not like that. It was a sunset flip for a pin. Uh, it's, it's just too, it's too generic. Like madcap is so generic that they give him a roll up for, for a finish. Um, to beat Happy Carbon, which is fucking stupid. Um, and okay, anyways. Uh, so what happened on SmackDown after the fact was that um, Madcap's there. You know, he's happy. He's he won the match. He's talking about how he won the match. I forget who that chick was interviewing him. The one that's on the fucking um pre-show all the time. Um, and then Happy Corbin comes and beats the shit out of him <laughs> with a chair. Um. Puts his neck inside the chair, you know how do that shit, and grabs the trophy and just fucking smashes it on the fucking chair, which honestly was a great visual. So I like that. Um, the Madcap gets carried out in a fucking uh, stretcher. He's fucking broken, and Happy Corbin just makes a joke as he leaves. So there's more to come, definitely for that. Um. That so, chair spot yeah. though, that um that looked better than most times they do something like that that's similar. Yes. Uh I agree. like the neck the chair neck shot a spot or whatever. But um uh, yeah, there's definitely more to come. I'm sure they'll make it milk it a little longer, but um it's whatever, man. To me, that match is like whatever. But, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Uh, more like somewhere in the middle, thumb sideways. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it did what it was supposed to. The right person won. Matt Cap is obviously the one they're trying to push. Um, so yeah, I would, but I would give this match a thumbs up, but because of the finish, it's like thumbs in the middle because yeah, that finish was was trash. I, I I watched the match, but if this match was definitely the one where you needed to go, you know, let off some steam or whatever, um, then this definitely yeah, was. The match before this big six-man main event that we're about to get to, um, man, Randy Orton is so fucking over still right now. Um, uh, he's just on another level. He's yeah, just, man. He, he's just at. Oh man, I can't even. I can't even like put it into words. He's already what close to forty, or at least forty at this point. Yeah, and he's uh, early forties, something like that. Something like that, but he's been doing this for twenty fucking years. So like, I damn. know, man, it's fucking Kudos insane. Yeah, he's he just, just so good. He's perfect. He like, yeah, we were we're both trying to like suck his dick right now. It's just so. Who's trying, is it, trying right? to get a turn? Where he's trying to get a turn, man. And he just fucking like. It seems like he gets better by age. Um, obviously, at some point, he's not gonna be able to do it like he used to. But man, what a legendary career and i'm just so glad that i was able to see um about 85 i would say percent of his career uh yeah man he's probably got like a good like five years to go because let's not forget hogan was in his mid-40s when he was doing the nwo shit okay yeah well fuck hogan but he's got to yeah man fuck hogan but like (laughs) just saying (laughs) the nwo run he was in his 40s let's not forget and that's yeah, get Chris Jericho's on AEW in his 40s. Still fucking rocking. So Randy Orton's got some time, bro. He does. He definitely still has um, you know, some left in the tank, and I don't see him slowing down right now. Um, I think this match was 
better than I thought um, it was going to be. And it was pretty stacked, man. I mean, Roman's coming out. I'm like, I wrote, Ro Roman is fucking legit. Holy shit. Um, what a fucking star. Um, I've been wanting this last week, sucking his dick. You're going to catch it again right now. Cause... Yeah, man. We're about to open up that sucker again. And we're going to, you know, just continue, man. <laughs> because it's so fucking great. Roman Reigns. I, I want to see Roman Reigns and Randy Orton. Um, you know, now where they're at in their career, I want to see them do another thing or whatever. We might get it. Uh, who knows? But uh, when Roman Reigns is coming out, they're saying all his fucking you know accolades and how many yeah. days he's been the champ. Um, the Usos as well, and uh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. I was gonna say Michael Cole. The real Cole, uh, just about had a fucking orgasm on this uh, on the air, and he's oh, so excited to call Randy Orton again. <laughs> That's fucking wow. I mean, what do you have to say about this match? You know, I hate six man tag matches. I don't know how many times I've told uh, friends, you how much I fucking hate six man. Yeah, about AW about in. So far, hey, guys, if anyone listening, if you think we hate AEW because we haven't talked about them, just hold your horses, okay? We'll get to them. We'll talk to their praises. But there's a lot I don't like. <laughs> there's little little things, little things, okay? The, all the six-man tag matches, I fucking hate. Six-man tag, six tag matches in WWE, fucking hate. This match, I loved. It was just awesome. It was great. Um, and I will say this because, again, I'm bad at taking notes, but Randy Orton... With the hot tag, oh my god, the crowd wow. was fucking nuts, bro. Like everyone nuts. went crazy. Michael Cole went crazy. Uh and then I, I gotta I gotta say this because it was fucking funny. I had told you earlier when they were doing the table spot. I don't remember exactly who was doing the table spot when they were throwing off all the shit. Fucking Pat oh, McAfee is like, they threw away my pencil and Michael Cole real quick. <laughs> you haven't written a note since you've been here. So like, man, they're fucking great, dude. Michael Cole and Pat McAfee, fucking awesome. Awesome, awesome. Dude, um, I fucking love them. And just to add to what you brought up, that whole, you know, when they were doing everything on the, um, near the table there, just insane, man. So I wrote here, Orton was just beating the fuck out of the Usos there on the, um, you know, by the table. Then Roman does a Superman punch from the stairs. Uh, and then Roman does like a the Uranagi through the table, and then Riddle jumps out there. Then the Usos dive out there. Um, just fucking great. And Pat McAfee going crazy, um, as well as Michael Cole. Um, yeah, man. And the win. Um, this tag has been done before. Um, I remember it very clearly because I thought that was a great match too for being a tag match. Um, there's some tag matches that I do not like six man tag matches and four corner tag matches. I fucking hate those kind of matches, but this other one, um, I did like, um, it was WrestleMania 31. Uh, I want to say it was new day. Tyson and Cesaro, which was, oh man, if Tyson never got injured, man, they multiple tag team champions right there. Sure. Um, I believe the Usos were in that match also. I can't remember the third, the fourth team. It might have been the Matadors. Who fucking knows um, at that point in time. But, you know, the tag, they're, they're doing something on the top rope. They come up real quick, tag. So, like, if they pin, it doesn't matter. So, 
you know, fucking Riddle, they do some shit on the fucking top rope. I think it was a fucking RKO, wasn't it? The super uh, RKO? So basically, uh, I did write the finish here. So Jay, Jay and Riddle are trading shots in the ring. Then they eventually get to the top where, you know, Jay looks like he's going to do... Or Jay's sitting on the fucking corner and Riddle does the RKO from the top and then yep. Roman spears him and I wrote, what a fucking match. It was that quick tag, that jump onto the fucking apron, tag your partner as they're about to get fucked off the top rope and then come in, wreck their shit because they have no fucking clue that you tagged in. Love that shit. I love that shit. Whenever they go into the rope, they tag real quick. I love, I love tag team wrestling. If I didn't say that last, last week, which I did, <laughs> so like i'll say it again i love tag team wrestling there's so many little things that they can do love that type of tag tag in riddle doesn't know gets fucking speared one two three bloodline wins should you know yeah and man the rest is fucking history which is not history because <laughs> as you and i know randy Orton, riddle both talk their shit on Monday Night Raw, talking about how they're gonna go back to the to SmackDown. This one's a long one. The other ones they just happened in one night. This one lasted two nights. If you didn't see it, um, so Randy Orton Riddle they're talking about how they're gonna go to SmackDown, get fucking uh, the Usos to you know unify the titles, but they talk, they basically call the Usos the bitch of Roman Reigns. Which how can you argue that? Because I think Roman Reigns is right. is just so fucking great, man. I don't think I could say, um, do that. You know, Roman and Jay main event. Jay main event. Jay came about because <laughs> of the because of that fucking feud. Oh man, Chef's kiss to that feud. It was so great. Remember their hell in the cell match. Oh my god. Yeah, man, that I really loved that mat, those matches, and honestly, we could have a whole episode on the tribal oh, chief, oh, <laughs> uh, as we've mentioned before. Uh, but yeah, they you know they did the whole promo on Raw, followed it up on SmackDown with some more stuff. Um, they even defended their titles uh, against the Street Profits on Raw. So, and I do want to talk about the Street Profits for a little bit, and and Montez Ford to be mm -hmm. exact. And Why is that? We're not in shape. We're, <laughs> we're not all that, but we see things, you know? We, we view things, okay? There are on basketball that never played basketball, okay? There's people that comment on football that never played football. But they see shit. They know shit. They study it. That's kind of what we do. We're not perfect. We've never been in the business. Right. I do want to say this. I, Montez Ford, Ford was gone for... For quite some time, I feel I don't I don't remember how long ago it was, but it was a time where he was kind of gone. Street profits weren't really a thing, but I feel like he came back bigger than he was before. He was definitely, and it's those little things that people do. I didn't talk about this earlier with somebody else. Um, we might get into that later, but it's those little things that people do that lets you know that they're ready. To become a superstar. Not just a regular star. Yeah, they call everyone a superstar in WWE, but not everyone is a fucking superstar. Right. Montez Ford is going to be a fucking superstar. He's going to be a single star. Mm -hmm. He's going to fucking talk the talk. He can walk the walk. He's going to look the look. Now he's bigger than he was before. Just like when Seth Rollins had to take the break from his fucking leg injury, he comes back bigger and better than ever. Just like John Moxley, 
um, had to leave because of the fucking thigh or whatever the fuck he had on his fucking uh, what was it? Anyways, it was on his elbow. His elbow, yeah, yeah. He came back bigger and better than ever when Roman Reigns had to leave for his injury or no, he just left because of COVID. Had to take care of himself. This boy, he 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 had, he had leukemia. If you don't fucking remember, yeah, that's true. He comes back bigger and better than ever. All the big super. That's what you have to do as a fucking superstar. Montez Ford is going to be a fucking superstar. I'm sorry to go off on this rant, but I had to say it. It's those little things that you notice that you just say, "Damn, this motherfucker is in it to win it." Yeah, and and I've I've said it since he since he him and Dawkins moved over to Raw. I mean, they were great in NXT, but when they moved them to Raw, they added more of a. Uh, an element like you know you could put them anywhere they could be you know funny or if, if they needed to be serious they could be serious um but these the facials that montez ford has and um just that confidence he just oozes that confidence and um he's gonna be a star man he is gonna be a star and now we're getting to the point where we're like okay this man right here is a grown-ass man and he's not the genetti Definitely not. I I don't think Dawkins will spiral into obscurity, but um, yeah, he, he if anyone's gonna you know catapult, it's gonna be Montez Ford, and um, I think we'll kind of be seeing uh Dawkins uh not to compare them to the Hardy Boys, but we'll see him more like a like a Matt Hardy, you know, it's still eh. no credible, but he's not Jeff Hardy, and in this I, case, he's not Montez Ford. I cannot disagree with you anymore with that take. Wow. Okay. Once Montez Ford goes off on his own, Dawkins, I'm sorry. I mean, and when he was in NXT, he had like fucking, he had and like random singles matches. Montez Ford brought him to relevance. So just saying, like, he's going to flounder without Montez Ford. Montez Ford was his life raft. He was well, the oldest person in NXT for fucking reason. Well, I don't see them breaking up anytime soon, uh, but you never know with WWE. And But all in all, I think, um, you know, Street Profits are going to be pretty fucking great uh, for a while still. And we'll see what they do uh, once they split up, which we know will happen at some point because Vince does not believe in teams apparently and always believes there's gonna that's be bad. one guy um that's gonna be better but i mean there's money how it always is so yeah it's how it always is but um all in all that's what happened um well actually after the montez ford thing we just gotta talk a little bit more because randy orton and riddle actually both did go to smackdown um do what they said they were gonna do on Raw, and what eventually transpired was that Sami Zayn, being the amazing, entertaining fucking wrestler that he fucking is, comes out um, to interrupt Randy and Riddle while they're on their um, promo about getting this match from the Bloodline um, to say that he's a <laughs> locker room leader, <laughs> self-appointed locker room leader. And I remember texting <laughs> you while I was watching it, just saying like, "Man, fucking Sami." Sammy and Kevin Owens are so fucking good at what they do. Um, but yeah, the, so what ends up happening is that Sammy and Riddle have a match. And if Riddle wins, they get their match, their unification match. 
against the bloodline. Um, of course, the bloodline sees this and they decide, yeah, let's fucking do it. So they they say yes, but it's not going to be tonight. It's going to be they say next week, right? So next week they're going to have the unification match. They they said it's next week, but I don't think it's gonna. I don't think there'll be a finish. I think something will happen. Roman will get involved again, and they'll milk it a little longer to the next pay per view. But, um, I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how they go about this, and if they do give it to the Usos, which I think they will. Uh, feels like that's where they're headed. But yeah, uh, we're gonna talk more about as far as some of the fallout that happened on Raw and SmackDown, which there was some other pretty interesting things that we've talked about off the air already uh, that transpired on these shows. Um, so I'm gonna take this chance here, Nico, to yep. um, to mention to everybody that. We are going to be doing a second uh, show, you know, a bit of a, you know, just a different uh, type of conversation. Still wrestling, of course, but, um, you know, talking more about some of these headlines, you know, some of these things that are being said or what could be happening, what has happened, you know, all yeah, that good shit. It's more of like a conversation among the, the things that are happening, our opinions that what might happen, what might not happen, what one person says. Um, basically like kind of like the news portion of it and and the little ins and out but because this episode was so long we want kind of want to move the the back uh, man i hate saying the word because it was the pay-per-view but the backlash of what happened on raw and smackdown there's a lot more stuff that we can talk about so the backlash of the backlash so we'll be talking about uh you know some of that fallout uh, in this next episode, and also some other interesting topics that have come up here uh, as of late. And also want to take this opportunity to say uh, thank you so much if you heard the first episode uh, and are hearing this now and are you know planning on hearing this next one. This one will come out about midweek. I'll say about Wednesday or Thursday, more or less. But um, uh, yeah, we're gonna be talking about some some additional stuff, and also want to say if you haven't already, uh, we do have a Twitter page now officially active. It's at Let's Wrestle Pod. Uh, you can follow us on there. We can talk wrestling. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, anything you want to say, just go ahead and say it. Um, and yeah, we're just trying to build a, a bit of a community on there. That'd be great. Um. So yeah, man, it's been it's been good so far. I don't two know if you weeks, want to add to that. Two weeks, only more to come. Um, again, at Let's Wrestle Pod, Wrestle. I'm gonna say that again. At Let's Wrestle Pod on Twitter. Um, and again, we're on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Pod, right? You, Amazon Music, Pod. Amazon Pod, whatever you want to call it. Amazon Link. is and, on there as well. And I will, yes, I will be leaving our, our link of our link tree is what they call it these days uh, in our bio. And that will uh, give you all the links that you need for, you know, the platforms that we're available on as well as our social links. So, um, yeah, um, we want to thank you, of course, so much for, um, you know, if you listen to the first episode and now, thank you but so not much. Thank you too much. Not thank you too much because I don't want you to be spoiled. All right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So much we can give. You gotta but, give. <laughs> <laughs> but that's gonna about do it for this uh, this second episode ever of Let's Wrestle with Dan and Nico. And 
How about you go ahead and send us away here, Nico, with uh, a line or two? Alrighty, everybody. Thank you for joining. Let's wrestle. <laughs> go watch wrestling. Alright, peace. Alrighty, peace. <laughs>